Yep. Hi, this is Taxi's Chronicles and I'm your host, Simon Rushton. Today we have a lovely lady. She's just finished work and she has an interesting background. I won't start to tell you her background. I'll let her tell us her own background. So how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. That's good. So tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so um, like you've said, I've just finished work and um, my um, I've just finished working. I work part time in a um, it's a gastro pub um, in Victoria Village, um, and uh, it's mostly more like restaurant. It's more sort of like fine dining than sort of pubby. Um, but before then, I was working. Um, I used to run nightclubs, very large techno nightclubs. Two of them actually. Um, so I was doing that for several years and um, was you the manager there yeah no I was the GM there okay yeah so um, it was quite an experience and you know what it was it was it was super fun but exhausting absolutely exhausting long nights yeah we I mean I would go to work for 8 p.m. and I'd leave at 8 a.m. 8 30 in the morning and then do the same Same. four days on a trot and yeah, it was wild, but I, good. I hope you got rewarded for that. Yeah. Really well. Yeah, I mean, hospitality is not really uh, kind of like it's a bit of a bit of a known fact that hospitality is not as well paid as what it needs to be for the amount of hours that you put in, and it's like it's graft, like it's proper graft. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if you if you didn't enjoy hospitality, you just wouldn't be in it because you've got to really enjoy it to you know okay, yeah. make it your full time thing. <laughs> But um, yeah, I eventually had enough and I was like, right, that's it. I'm 30 years old, I'm quitting hospitality. And um, I started a degree at the end, um, uh, well, I'm coming up to the end of my first year now, so um, a year ago. What's your degree in? Uh, Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Oh, okay. So totally, totally different, yeah. Are you a yoga freak as well? No, not at all. That's totally not my vibes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, okay. Totally not my vibes. Okay. Um, I love I love exercise, but I, I need something like really quick and intense, like really intense uh, okay. exercise. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, what kind of exercise do you do then? Um, a lot of spin. A lot of oh, spin. Oh, you're one of those power girls. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah, da, exactly. Da, da. <laughs> I've got a lot of energy. I need to get it out. Have you got a bike at home then? Yeah, I've just actually splurged. Um, I treated myself. Uh, to a rather expensive stationary exercise bike, um, which is honestly the best thing in the world. Like I truly love it. I'm like properly addicted to it. I can. I like every day. I've just got like endorphins running through my body, being like, right, I'm ready. I'm ready to face the world. So you're just you're ready for the next spike, really, aren't you? Yeah. You're really locked in. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been on my bike today yet, so I'm. I'm we're on my on the way to pick up my dog because I've obviously been working, so I can't leave him okay. home all day. And um, and then um, I'm going to get home and smash out a 45 minute spin class. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, ah. it's good. It's it's good. It's so it's so addictive. Oh, that's great. So, what was the experience like in the nightclubs then? Um. What were the kind of issues? I know most. Typical well, issues, you can't come in, you're wearing yeah, the wrong yeah, clothing. Yeah. So, no, it's not that kind of, it's not that kind of club. So it was a really, really, a really large space. So one of them was 1,500 capacity and one was um, 250 capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the large, well, they both were very much like electronic music, techno music clubs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 
look, like, you, at the end of the day, you can say that yeah, your venue you're running hasn't got any, like, drug use in it, but you can only do so much to prevent it from coming in. Mm-hmm. But it's a given that the majority of people weren't just drunk there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there was uh, there were some seriously hilarious uh, <laughs> hilarious things that we used to see. Sure, sure. Okay, so there was this one time, and um, people were doing all sorts there, like hallucinogenics, uppers, downers, like mixing them all all around, big old soup of like drug madness. And um, there was this, I remember just kind of like standing next to the stage, like looking out to the crowd, and there was this one chap by himself. And uh, I noticed he was kind of like chatting, chatting to himself. Uh, and I was like, well, all right, not that weird because clearly everyone's high in here. Mm. And then he started chatting to the wall. And then he started kissing the wall. I was like, I'm not stopping this. <laughs> <laughs> so me and the security were just standing there watching this happen. And obviously he was just in his own world, like in his own head. Yeah. And uh, like things didn't get like, you know, passionate or want to or anything like that. But he was clearly just having a great time. <laughs> it's kissing the wallpaper. Kissing the wall. Oh, okay. He was kissing the wall. I was like, oh. Like how t- tongue and tongue. No, no, it just, wasn't as vibrant tongues. It was, uh, is, um, it was just like peck, pecking the wall. Like okay. Just, just. Small, I wonder what he. Caresses. I wonder what he was seeing in his I world. Don't, I don't know. Oh, he was having a great time, and like we were happy to just watch <laughs> and uh, laugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then you've got like the other side of things where people get really, really messy, and. Uh, to the point they even have to get carried out. This one guy, I'm not even kidding, pulled his pulled his trousers down in the middle of the dance floor and was about to shit himself. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what happened? Did you? He got dragged out before he uh, let rip. Um, and then he, he ripped he, outside on the way. Or... <laughs> yeah. He literally got dragged out by his trousers. I didn't see this, but I uh, I got um I got told by the security guards. Uh, and how did security take that? How did they deal with? I mean, they were they were all absolute professionals they were all amazing like they just kind of like sent him pack in like be like mate pull your trousers up <laughs> pull everything up imagine that's that's when you're in a real bad way isn't yeah. it yeah you're in a yeah. real bad way yeah it happened it used to happen quite a lot um and uh, yeah a bit of water and then sent them home basically but yeah it was a funny experience it was a really good like it, it was it was a really happy environment to work in because when you're in a room of people who are having such a great time yeah like it's having, got a nice vibe yeah and, and yeah. you know people were having such a great time it was like you know a ha- sheer happiness and dancing and it was nice to be part of that um yeah. so but you, know, you just you can't really do it forever because it's just too exhausting and too draining yeah yeah um so yeah i was that was it i was like like now it's, now it's time to leave I'm like, but you didn't. There was the see with all the drugs. Was, was there? Yeah. Did you did you have to like turf drug dealers out, or was it a case that uh, people were bringing them their own personal use? Well, I can only assume people were bringing it in themselves. I don't think there was. I'm not aware of anyone in in that kind of game. Yeah, okay. yeah. There was a lot. There was, the security checks were very stringent on the door, and they followed like the local council's requirements of what needs to be done. And everything was recorded, and everything was bagged, and everything was done like mm-hmm. above board. But then, you know, you're only in control as much as what you can see and hear. So, yeah. you, you know, you can only do so much. And the sad thing about it is, like, I think like the local councils know that. Like, the club industry is really dying in London, um, and 
Yeah, you're the second person that I interviewed who's mentioned that, the club industry and the, and the live band industry. Yeah, it's totally on its way out. It's because of the venues. Venues are like prime property for investors. At the end of the day, in the council's mind, your local council's thinking, right, so if we have to spend more money on having police on the, on the uh, you know, out on the streets to deal with any kind of like issues that occur from like kick out, right? Or we can sell that property or we can lease that property out to, uh, or at least the land, sell the land to a property developer, make more money in rent um, and not have to deal with having the police on the street. So for but, them, that's how kind of how they see it. It's like more mm-hmm. aggro for them. But I think they also consider, they also think that most venues are like difficult and actually that's not always the case so the council they're not really serving the public then no, are they? they're not serving they're, the public. they're thinking yeah. business wise totally. and not thinking about social that's my that's my opinion on, on it i'm not entirely sure whether or not that's actually how it how it's going but i you know i really like how i think it's what's happening well i would say based on some inter- other interviews i've done that is that lines up with what other people yeah. have um, informed me and I haven't I'm not really big I've worked in clubs before mm. and stuff where it's a different environment mm. <laughs> but um, yeah I'd agree with what you're saying yeah. I definitely agree with what you're Do you saying know what? at the end of the day they're gonna have more trouble because what happened in like the 80s and 90s it was like the illegal illegal rave scene like people mm. were still you know young they find warehouses yeah. underground basements exactly abandoned car parks and do you know what i really want it to go that way because actually it'll become much more pure like when when you know illegal raves are much more purer like you go there to have a party and have a rave um so it'll be great if it went in that direction but they started doing the kind of things on the street now haven't they yeah where they've just got a van that goes around and starts loads of music and that's everyone right. starts dancing yeah yeah that's right so i live in hackney wick in fish island um i'm not i'm not too sure if you are familiar with that area but it's very much kind of like maybe like five to ten years ago and it still is a little bit now but like there was a huge illegal rave scene and like a warehouse rave mm-hmm. scene and that's kind of like filtering out a little bit but there's still kind of like the woodland rave scenes mm-hmm. but they've really kind of like the, the council have really locked down on trying to kind of like cleanse the area and like you know not mm. make it such a such a um such a thing over there but yeah it, it's definitely going to come around because the more clubs close the more people people still want to go out people still want to dance mm-hmm. and you're right they're not serving the public they're not so you're not serving the, what people want to be doing um, yeah. and it's going to cost them more money in the long run really yeah. it's going to be harder to police it's going to be hard to control um so yeah but yeah, well, that was a great interview. Yeah, good. Thanks for that. You're <laughs> welcome. To our listeners out there, remember um, to like and subscribe and share. Don't forget to listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investing Investor Stories, all about people who've invested in Africa from around the world. Africa's been the, the continent with the fastest growing economies on the planet. Uh, And have a nice day. Bye.